0: I had to grow up a bit and respect my mum for how hard she worked and I think she had to sort of look at me as someone who deserved respect as well and we sort of only reached that stage maybe when I was about 21 or 22 but we got there in the end and I think she's definitely my best friend absolutely
1: when we do see each other we will hug each other and hold a little bit longer than normal and then we'll talk and if she's got something amazing going on we might hold hands and just listen to each other like it is a very close, intimate, loving friendship.
2: Do you have a best friend? Another woman who is the first person you want to call or text when your life goes wire? Someone you can talk to about anything, even if you haven't seen each other for months? Someone who can make you laugh and gives you comfort when you need to cry? There is something so intimate about female friendships. And that's what I want to celebrate today. I'm Hilda Wayne. Sisters, let's talk about the joy of friendship. I want to do things a little differently for this episode of Sisters Let's Talk. We're going to meet two of my fabulous colleagues from Radio Australia and find out about their best friends. Melissa Macon is the host of our new afternoon segments, Pacific Pulse and Pacific Soul, which you will start hearing on Radio Australia in a couple of weeks. And Bobby McCamba hosts stories from the Pacific and fresh off the field. I asked them both who their best friends are.
1: Let's begin with Bobby. So this person was someone that I was traveling and living with in Fiji. And before we left, we all, because we'd only just met each other for the first time, we were Aussie volunteers. And we asked each other if we had nicknames. And she said, well, my father calls me Princess. I said, uh, try again. We are not calling you Princess. <laughs> she said, uh, or Poodles. So it was Poodles. She picked it, second choice. But it's just stuck ever since.
2: And was it love at first sight?
1: You know what? I think it was. It was, she was just a ball of energy. And people thought that we would clash because we both were quite bright and outgoing and loud, but we somehow connect and just, I don't know, we're really good for each other. So yeah, I think it was love at first sight. How
2: have other people described the two of you when you're together?
1: You know, it's funny, Um, when we were in Fiji and people have walked into a room and because we just love each other and a friend walked in and he said, how does a room not explode when you two are in it? Because we are both just so loud and vibrant and bubbly and yeah, it's... it's a lot when we're in a room together, but we love it. I don't know about other people, but we think it's beautiful. <laughs> I, I love it. That's good energy. Uh, and Mel, you,
2: your mum is your best friend. That's that's interesting and great. When did your relationship evolve to that level?
0: Uh, it wasn't – I think it probably evolved into a relationship later than I'd hoped. I would have thought I would have been mature enough to be able to just <laughs> extend the olive branch and be like, okay, we're on the same team. Let's just stop. Fighting. <laughs> but I think um, it was it was tough because I moved. I uh, finished high school and then went straight to uni, and I so I stayed home and lived with my family in the home for three years until I finished uni. So I think during that time, a lot of my friends were working and doing other things, and I was sort of working and studying. And so I think we still didn't really see eye to eye. There was still a lot of testy moments, but. Um, I'd say that it probably evolved when we became, when I started working full time and um, moved out of home and just looked at myself and looked at the amount of work that you have to do in a week and was like, oh my gosh, your mum is like the greatest of all time. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> i don't know how she did it. That's great, and yeah. um, I think it was a bit of a, I had a deep sense of respect for what my mum was able to achieve. Also, as a single mum with two kids and, and then I realised, you know, I think it just puts things into perspective, like you you might catch yourself getting, you know, um, crappy about something and before you say it, you just go, okay, uh, she's worked 40 hours this week and this has happened, let's just leave it. Uh, so, I think there was probably just some kind of maturing that happened when I realised that, yeah woe is me, we're all in this working life together and it sucks and we just have to put up with it and try to be nice to each other. And then, yeah, and then we basically started to build a friendship off that. And um, it's a bit of a long story, but I think what, what bonded us was that I, my passion was news and current affairs and social issues and and for a long time, my mum didn't really relate. She didn't really understand. She understood as a someone who is, had this working class struggle background, but um, she didn't really care too much about it, and she couldn't understand why I'd be so passionate and so upset and so angry at things that were happening. So over the years, uh, as I kept working and we kept having conversations in the house, you know, we started to form this really close connection around. Issues and we would discuss them, and you know, and I would help talk to Mum about what I was thinking about, and she would, you know, complain about something, and we'd have these venting sort of sessions, and then we'd <laughs> brainstorm things, and yeah, and we there was I think that it just created another level of closeness that wasn't there in in the past because all of a sudden we we were on the same team, and it was very clear that there was a respect. I mean, I had to do the, I had to really sort of. You grow up a bit and respect my mum for how hard she worked and I think she had to sort of look at me as someone who deserved respect as well and whose, whose opinions and whose comments were valid. So we sort of only reached that stage maybe when I was about 21 or 22 but um, we got there in the end and I think she's definitely my best friend. Uh, absolutely.
2: That's beautiful. Well, well done. <laughs> Thank you. How
0: would you dis- describe your dynamic? It's trusting it's definitely it's pretty fluid. I mean, I can call her, you know, whenever I'll call her randomly in the day, and she might be driving between jobs. She works in aged care and she does in home care, uh, and so you know and we'll talk, and, and it's pretty easy going. But I think we have a we're very close, and I think there is like a level of care there that perhaps I would argue my brother doesn't really provide. <laughs> uh, and so I think she, you know, appreciates maybe your brother's got right. his own stuff to deal with. I know he has. Let me tell you after this call. But yeah, she definitely, um, you know, she appreciates that I check in on her and mum has her own health issues and other things going on. So I think it's just, yeah, we have a really strong relationship because I, I put her for her needs first and, I, and I'm and i always wanting to, you know, try to push her out of her comfort zone and challenge things and, and want the best for her. And sometimes we clash over those things, but I think she understands that there is underpinning it all, like a deep sense of trust and care.
2: And with that trust, now, now that you have with your mom, can you tell your mom personal things now that uh, you never got to tell her before as a teenager?
0: Mm. Uh, it, <laughs> it almost came up, I think, since my brother had and his partner had a baby, and my nephew, Mateo, I think seeing Mateo running around and seeing just how normal it is to have a conversation about relationships and things, I. I sort of, I feel so much more open about it, but I still can't quite cross that bridge with my mom. <laughs> and I just, I caught myself last weekend where I was about to tell her about my, my like dating and I was like, no, don't do it. <laughs> wow, they think that's, that's big. She should know. I know. I think it just opens up a whole other uh. level of, um, <laughs> opens you up to some judgment that yeah, I just yeah, don't yeah. know if I'm willing to hear right now. So <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave that right for now. And uh, let's see if I have worked through that enough to bring it up next year. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Bobby, I honest are you with Poodles.
1: Oh, very honest. Oh, maybe too honest, if if I'm honest, <laughs> uh, which is which is good. You know, I think I have a lot of friends that I, you know, if I'm upset about something, if I want to vent, or you know, not gossip about someone, but if someone's really annoying me and I want to. Let it rip. Poodles <laughs> is unfortunately one of those people that will see both sides to something mm. and she'll be like, well, and try to make me understand, you know, why they may have reacted or behaved a certain way, which is really irritating for me because sometimes <laughs> I just wanted to agree and say, no, she is a bitch, okay? Listen Literally. To me now. Oh. <laughs> um, but, I mean, yeah, so it's good. She keeps me grounded. She's really good and we are very honest with everything. I don't think there's anything that I would ever not tell poodles uh, and vice versa. So yeah, we're we're comfortable, maybe a little bit too comfortable with each other, even more so than with our partners, which can be quite uncomfortable for our partners as well. But anyway, no, we, we get along really well is what I'm saying. <laughs> and we can share absolutely everything together.
2: And she was your bridesmaid at your wedding and you had a bit of a
1: moment on the day. What happened and how did Poodles, help you through it. (laughs) You know, I have to say, uh, you know, leading into picking my bridesmaids, uh, I think that is such – I've been dreaming of that moment all my life. And you select your bridesmaids, they change depending on what year it is. And I had three bridesmaids and get this, Poodles wasn't one of them. I know, it's scandalous and (laughs) she was – it was very close and I I, selected someone else. But last minute, a a month or two before – One of my bridesmaids pulled out because she had an injury and she couldn't travel interstate. And so I called up Poodles. I went over to Poodles' house and I said, Poodles, this has happened with Brie. She's hurt herself. So I was wondering, would you like. And before I could finish, she said, I'll do it. (laughs) She was in there as a bridesmaid. She didn't care that she was like backup or anything. And she really just stood up. So I had one moment where I was. In the car, I'd done my hair and makeup and I was on the way to the wedding venue. Uh, I was there with two of my bridesmaids. Poodles was in the back seat with me and my dad was driving the car. Now, my dad had a pretty cruisy morning, no stress, was eating all the food around and drinking the drinks and all he had to do, his one job, was get us to the wedding venue. And I got into the car and I was feeling a little bit anxious. And then my dad said, where to? Where as though he didn't know where we were going or what his job was. So at that moment, uh, I think everything came out. I told him (laughs) what I thought of him. I think there were probably about 10 F-bombs dropped within the space of 10 (laughs) seconds. Uh, And then my my bridesmaid friend at the front, uh, Jonesy, she just pulled out Google Maps and told him what to do, and Poodle, she just put her hand on my lap and just looked at me, and she, she kind of did what a mother would do, was just like, it's okay. Like, even though my behaviour was horrible, she's like, you're going to be okay. And it did help and calm me down. So she's up and about when I'm having fun and want to go crazy, but she's also really calming and, and there for me when I need her to be as well. She's really cool. That's amazing. She's amazing. She is.
0: We all need the poodles in our life. Yeah, definitely. Right. Honestly, we do. <laughs> this is Sisters Let's Talk with Hilda Wayne.
2: Today on Sisters, we are celebrating the beauty and joy of friendships among women. My friends Bobby McCamba and Melissa Macon from Radio Australia are telling me about their best friends. Bobby's nickname for her best friend is Poodles, and Melissa's best friend is her mom's Sharon. Now that they've outgrown the tensions that mothers and teenage daughters can have, Mel likes to reflect on how much Sharon has done for her.
0: Oh, I think about it all the time, um, you know, and I think she just sacrificed so much. And it's so, like, it's just... To the to the so nitty gritty like just everything that they have that you have to go without in order to give your children the same experiences that other children have you know not buying new clothes, not taking holidays, you know, never putting herself forward and so I think that makes me appreciate how much she does and it makes me want to celebrate her and, and let, and try to encourage her to do things that are outside her comfort zone. Um, But, you know, it wasn't just for us. She was, she's the matriarch of the family. Uh, She proudly wears that crown and she does, she pours out so much of herself for others. And I just have so much respect for her. And, you know, and I, I also think that part and parcel with having such a stressful life and um, juggling so many things. As women and then as um, single women with children, it's 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 all of those ways that it can manifest and, and you can have those challenging um, health moments and, you know, mentally you might be fragile. And so a lot of my adulthood was sort of reflecting on that and going, oh, like mum wasn't mean, like she was... <laughs> raising two shitty kids like she was she (laughs) was doing what everyone was doing you know and and it just it took me a while um to be like trying to put myself in her shoes now as an adult who who has to work and has literally no other responsibilities I have no right to complain I just go oh my gosh like she did it all and and I understand why there were challenges and I just respect that she got us through it, and she still gave so much of herself to everyone else,
2: yeah, much respect away that's
0: that's mm. yeah,
2: really lovely. and um what does it take to be a good friend, Mel? Is it more than love?
0: Yeah. we were talking about love recently, and this notion of love as just a feeling, and uh, and I think it's it's more than a feeling like it's it requires action, it requires showing up, it requires you know thoughtfulness and and doing things for people. And I think it, love is a verb, like you you really have to put that into practice. And I feel that now more than ever with my nephew being so small and my mum being uh, getting older and slowing down a little bit, it really is that constant showing up where I think that's makes a difference. But also something that makes me want to cry <laughs> is that my mum's always said to me, when I have challenges with friends or with um, people who I live with or my wider circle. And I think, oh, like, you know, why would they Why would they do this? Or, um, you know, I just feel like they don't think about me or whatever. Mum's always said to me, Melissa, it doesn't matter. Like no one in the world will ever love you as much as your own mother does. And I know that is such a privilege to have a mum who thinks like that, but it makes me like Oh, it's such a gut punch because I'm like, man, what am I going to do when my mum dies? <laughs> I will not cope. But I think about it, and it and it actually kind of um, humbles me a bit, and and yeah. make and puts things into perspective because I don't expect the same level of care and love from anyone else that my mum can give me as a friend, and that's why I don't bother. You know, I don't bother trying to. Trying to have a best best friend, you know. I have friends, and I have multiple friends, and then I have my mom, and and it's not a competition because my mom is the only person in the world who cares the most about me. And so I, I reflect on what she says, and and it makes me think. And it makes me okay with with my other friendships, and and it helps me manage expectations.
2: That's so special, Mel. Thank you for sharing, and much mm-hmm. respect to your mom.
0: Well, thanks, Hilda. Uh, Bobby, this is
2: something that you have been through when your mum died. I was poodled there for you.
1: You know, it's interesting the way that you're talking about your mother, Mel, and it's so mm. true. You know, when I would come home, you, you don't have a love like that. Like I remember coming home and if there was someone that I hated, mum hated them too. <laughs> she
0: yes! was all in. Seriously? Like, I hate them. I hate
1: them. They are no
0: good. I'm going to go to their house. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> She had my back, no matter what. Uh, I was the best at everything I did and everyone else were jealous. She was yes. just, she. no one has that love like your brother. I, I do love that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, look, when when she passed uh, about five years ago now, um, I had so many wonderful friends that kind of all helped out um, at the, well, mum didn't want to say. We had the opportunity to talk to mum before and she said, I don't want to wake, I want to party. And it was just so mum. So we had Mm. the funeral and then afterwards we had a big traditional kitty bus party with island dancing and a big feast, a pig and lots of food. And there were about 200 people there. It was a lot to manage, and I just asked friends if they could help out with the food and whatnot, and it was bigger than we had anticipated. But Poodles was just, once again, she's just great at managing people and managing situations. She'll never be stressed, and she'll make sure that I'm never stressed. And she just had it. And I saw so many aunties (laughs) looking in, like, are you okay with that? And she's like, got it. She told my friends what to do, so none of my aunties or anyone had to do anything. Everyone else could mourn. Or celebrate and just not have to worry about all the stuff. So she really and she does that, you know, in, in so many aspects of my life. But that was one that really stood out for me. Like I remember just sitting down at one point and sitting with my family and my dad and my brothers. They're just like, "You've got the best friends in the world." And I just looked up and they were all helping, doing everything so that we could just sit back and 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 take it all in.
0: Mm
2: that level of uh, intimacy is really special. Do you think women are lucky to be able to show intimacy with a friend in a way that a lot of men struggle with?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think I probably surround myself, not with all people that are comfortable like that, but I think, you know, my brothers uh, as adults were actually, you know, quite affectionate and we would hug, maybe not hold each other's hands. uh, But I do think it is really special to be able to be comfortable in your skin. And yeah, that intimacy that I share with poodles, uh, it it is very special. And it's not something that I have with everyone. uh, But I do love that we are comfortable and happy to show our love, you know, in that way. For both
2: of you, what makes these women different from our romantic partners?
0: Well, I guess my mum is not someone that I would pursue as a romantic partner, but uh <laughs> um i I think it's yeah, that's a good question. It's if I found someone who had the qualities and the care and attention and uh, as that my mum showed me in, in a inner partner i would I would marry them straight away i just <laughs> I think that yeah, maybe you should be looking for those sorts of traits, but yeah, I think the, the difference is that it's a friendship and and you honour that.
1: Poodles, I, I love her more than anything. I've, I've never lived with her. I've only, you know, hung out with her as, as a friend. So if I'm honest, I don't think that we could be in a relationship because it should be too much. She would do my head in. She'd talk too much, <laughs> she'd touch me too much, I'd be like, get out of my space. But the amount of time that we have to see each other is perfect for our friendship. That's great.
2: What are your thoughts about people connecting via, I mean, with social media and all that kind of thing? Is there a difference connecting with a friend physically and then like talking over the phone? Like I talk to my friends almost, you know, every day, but there's a big difference when it's like you see them in person. Is that is that a feeling that you two have as well?
0: Yeah, I, I found it really hard during COVID. I was living out of home for the first time and I was up in regional Queensland and my mum was on the Gold Coast and I called. I do remember for those few months where it got quite grim. I called her probably every day, and I and I and I felt like sh- she was present and uh, and her presence in my life was like I was like, hey, it's okay, Mum knows, and I can talk to her. But yeah, there's nothing quite like just being around my mum. I think I sometimes I just end up on the Gold Coast and I'll just it's so creepy, but I will just like roll into like the house, let myself in and then just like jump in mum's bed like, oh. and she's like oh I didn't know you were coming and I was like oh I didn't tell you she's probably thinking she's getting mugged and just me <laughs> but like you know sometimes I notice like my needs are just not being met and I'm like I just need to go and jump in my mum's bed yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah I think there's a difference i I need to be around people and and that's something that I'm pretty aware of recently, yeah, and Bobby, yeah, look, I jumped in poodle's bed once, but her husband wasn't very happy
1: about it, so I quickly got out. <laughs> 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 oh, it's, you know, it's funny. I, I do have a, I mean, I haven't jumped in her bed, but we are really close and it, it's a mm. big difference to be able to see someone face-to-face, but we're also very affectionate people. And so when we do see each other, we will hug each other and hold a little bit longer than normal and then we'll talk and if she's got something amazing going on, like we're, we might hold hands and just listen to each other. Like it is a very close, intimate, loving friendship um so yeah I, I it's one thing to speak to people on the phone and it's nice that we can do video calls and stuff as well um to stay connected but for me there's yeah nothing beats that face to face when you've got a friend true yeah. and, and i have to do a sh- shout out to one of my fr- childhood
2: friends as well Nancy's her name mm. nancy paul and she asked me for my address last year I just gave it to her thinking she might, you know, come and visit, come to Melbourne. And she sent me billums, biscuits, oh. merry blouses. Yeah, oh. she was special. Nancy Paul is her name. So uh, I'm pretty sure she'll be listening. I just wanted to make, mm. you know, do that shout out. and Shout she, out to Nancy. Yeah, and oh, then she went you, and Nancy. visited my mom last week and gave her some money as well. Oh. So she is just the most awesome friend too. So, and uh, with, with Bobby, you know the phrase "family is not always blood." Is that something that you feel with poodles as well?
1: Oh, absolutely! And you know, I, I'm fortunate. I've got you know some really close friends, and it, it's true. Like you know, you don't always pick your family. You, you're happy if you've got wonderful family, but there are friends that you just. Want to spend your time with, and the people that you know you can rely on, and they know more about you than, than some of your family <laughs> true, do. You know, some true. things I don't want to share with my family. So true. it's yeah, no, it it definitely is true in friends, uh, absolutely family members.
2: What does your best friend Purul taught you about life, uh, Bobby?
1: Oh, I think it's similar to you know what I was saying at the start. You know, when I wanted to complain about things, she was just she's always there for me and she'll always support me whenever I need her. But she's also just really positive and open-minded and, and helps me see other people's perspectives and other people's opinions. And realistically, that helps me get through my problems so much better because I do have that understanding and patience as opposed to just complaining about something and then it happens again and then I'll complain about something. She is, yeah, really open-minded and, and just helps me see that in other people.
2: Thank you both so much for, you know, your special reflections on who your best friends are in your lives. And I'm pretty sure a lot of us will appreciate just listening to the two of you. And um, thank you so much for coming on and
1: sharing. Thank you, Hilda. Thanks, Hilda.
2: That conversation has gotten me thinking about all the incredible women who I call friends. Life gets busy, but we should all make time when we can to keep in touch with our best friends. You can hear Bobby McCumber on stories from the Pacific and fresh off the field. And Melissa Macon is hosting two brand new shows here on Radio Australia, The Pacific Path and Pacific Soul. Add to our website for the full Radio Australia schedule or listen to our podcast anytime. Sisters Let's Talk is hosted by me, Hilda Wayne, for Radio Australia. Our supervising producer is Kim Lester, and our executive producer is Falenga Fulu Ingestunsna. Sisters Let's Talk is created on the lands of Bindal, Wulguru Kaba, Duranbul, Wurundjeri, Jagera, and Turbul peoples. And we pay respect to elders past and present and that's all no boogie me next
0: time